0: Hello, and welcome back to Part of the Story, Read Your Public Library's official podcast and our first episode of 2022. I'm Claire Brown, and today I'm joined by Shannon LaRondo. Hello! Hello.
1: And we are once again
0: Zoom podcasting because I feel like that's the only thing we do anymore. That's true, but it's a way
1: (laughs) to stay safe, so it's not such a bad thing. Thank you, technology that allows us to still create awesome content, but stay safe at the same
0: time. Exactly. Although I did think by 2022 that it wouldn't be a Zoom podcast. (laughs) Well, and that's an interesting sort of segue
1: into where we're going to go today is that what, what did we actually um, think about for going forward? What, we were all waiting for the savior of 2022. <laughs> right. <laughs> to relieve us from the burdens of the 2020. So I I don't know. I think maybe it has caught a lot of people off guard that way as well. In, yeah. Right?
0: Uh, yep. So it's like the more things change, the more things stay the same, kind of adage. So Shannon and I, we were thinking, what are we going to do? Because the more things change, the more things stay the same. And we thought about resolutions, do we make them, do we keep them, do we subscribe to the new year, new you sort of pumped up like, you know, energy that everyone seems to have at New Year's, although I feel like I've seen it less this year, thoughts. I would agree, even going to the gym
1: yesterday, I was, I have been going faithfully and I expected to see a whole bunch of movies, <laughs> walking around trying everything out. I did not. There was a few different people that I hadn't noticed before, but that doesn't mean anything. However, I feel like, yeah, it wasn't that same fervor, that same, oh my God, oh my God, I'm starting fresh. I'm needing a do-over. I, I didn't see that. I didn't feel that vibe
0: which is interesting because yeah, I don't feel that either. And like, I'm on social media, probably a little bit more than you. So typically around this time of year, you see all of those like wrap up the year posts and like what they're looking forward to in the new year and all that kind of stuff. Basically people are like, we're just, we're just living. (laughs) We're getting by one day at a time.
1: And I do think that whole resolution situation, um, in the past, it has been very hardcore. It's been very, yeah. um, you know, do it or die. And I don't subscribe to that feeling of it. No, I have, have you ever? Know, yes. Yep. I would say in my 30s somewhere, I, I was doing the throwdown like this is what we're doing. And we're going to see how far we can take it and have <laughs> hopes and dreams to you know, getting you all the way to the summer, maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> ending January 23rd, nicely, <laughs> whatever, but I've softened my approach, I think in the last little while, the last decade or so, and it's more intentional. Um, almost like a, this is my intention for the year. This is what I'm going to try and either create or be more of, or um, try to get, you know, whatever that looks like for me. Yeah, and funny enough, this year um, my intention is about connection, and I like the fact that it's just open ended. I could be whatever it, it can mean, whatever it wants. If that's more personal connections, if that's more business connections, if that like whatever that is, mm-hmm. um, I'm looking for that, and in putting that note out there to the universe to whomever wants to hear it, I'm looking for more connection, and I think the things that I am looking for will find me just by putting that out there so if that's a resolution I guess (laughs) but it's more of an intention
0: do you think that you're at that place looking for connection because of the last two years or have you already sort of been like that you know for longer the closer I
1: get to the age of 50 I feel like it's uh a growing concern. Um, I think it's part, you know, COVID times, but I think it's also part midlife change. I was going to say crisis.
0: <laughs> You're right not down. in crisis. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not in crisis. I quite like the journey that I'm on. So it's not a crisis, but it is a change. It is, it is also a challenge. So there's yeah. all those in there. So I think those two are marrying, fairly well together, the COVID (laughs) and middle age, Um, (laughs) because on one end, COVID has offered me a time to pause. I get to stop and think. Um, And in younger years, it was go, go, go with your kids and go, go, go with your business and everything else. And so now I feel like, oh, there's permission to not go to that party or not head out to a movie with your friend or whatever. And I love that. So I think that's given me time to not have a midlife crisis. (laughs) Actually, it
0: (laughs) saved me from going over the precipice of old age, maybe, I don't know. Well, I think New Year or like New Year time, people sort of evaluate where they are, where they have been, where they want to be. So whether that takes the form of resolution or intention or whatever, I think it's the same that a lot of people experience like in and around their birthdays of like milestone birthdays. It's like, where have I been? Where am I going? How do I get there? But yeah, not put this insane pressure on yourself. Like if you do something, like some small little thing, well, it's over, it's done, you're, it's done. Like you can't go back. Yeah. So I like the idea of intentions over resolutions. So now you've got me thinking, Shannon.
1: Okay, you could keep
0: thinking. <laughs> I find though it? that
1: the new year, the new renewal for me comes in September. And I don't know because if school that's year. <laughs> because of the school year, and that has, or maybe it's the end of the summer, and so then there's a, a, a putting away or a laying down or a, like a hibernation mode that might mm. be very um, common to us as animals because that's what we are, right? So I wonder yeah. if that has something to do with how I feel about that. So January sometimes to me feels a little bit jarring. I've already put down. I've already put away. I'm already <laughs> puddled up and, and cozy in my little spot. So to try to burst out and, and be all renewed and energy feels
0: incongruent. So like maybe in spring, you can have that burst of like, yes, fresh, new, whatever. 100%. Yeah. Yes. And the weather
1: is much kinder to be doing yes. Uh, but I also think too like that kind of follows the cycle of life does it not there's a fresh new you know leafing out of trees and I'm a nature person so to me it just makes sense to follow that rhythm of the seasons if you will so yeah yeah, January isn't isn't that time but isn't your new beginning yeah yeah you can make those plans start start charting it out start journaling about it start figuring out what it is that you want come may yeah no and like neither of
0: us are therapists but i will say that january has historically been very hard for people there's january has blue monday for example one of the most allegedly depressive days um, for humankind So I think January can feel really heavy, especially for people who experience the huge changes of seasons like we do. So like January, you are literally in the middle of your winter. It's not fun. We are once again under an extreme cold advisory and it's hard to feel fresh, to feel motivated to do those things. So if you give yourself permission a la Shannon to plan now and implement come spring when you might be feeling more invigorated, you might be able to stick to those intentions, aka resolutions, a little bit easier. I kind of like this idea, Shannon. Well, like there's
1: you're less telling pressure. me. <laughs> yeah, less pressure. I feel like we're in the age of no pressure, please. There's so much pressure out there from everything else. If it's the political world or the you know, pandemic world or whatever, we have to do ourselves more favors and just yeah. release some of that stuff and not... not I don't know, belly up to the bar as it were just to get another helping of pressure
0: and stress and anxiety, like back away. And like, interestingly, so in just likening it back to sort of what I was thinking um, in terms of like reading challenges. So like in January, you always start your reading goal for the year, right? Whatever, if you're a reading goals type of person and I'm a Goodreads user. So they prompt you right first thing on January 1st, they're sending you an email, they're sending you a notification on your app. What's your reading goal for 2022? Like, like it's January 1st. How could you not know? Why is it not in there yet? (laughs) And it feels incredibly pressurey to like set that goal and read that goal. And last year I read a lot less than I do typically uh, because of like some other health stuff that was going on. And I felt stressed about my reading goal because I had set it to my previous year's reading and I was, you know, they send you little updates. Oh, you're behind. You're seven books behind. You're 12 books behind. Like, yes. Yeah. So it's like super, super stressful. So this year, I was like, I'm dropping it way down. I know that I'll hit the goal. I'm not concerned about it for a lot of people. So it's 52 books. So one book a week, week. basically. I will read more than that. I know myself, I will be more than that. But I don't have that constant, like, my gosh, I'm seven books behind. I'm 12 books behind. I'm whatever behind because. I set this goal and that's sort of a microcosm for like how people set goals. Like they're like, you know, new year, new me. I want to lose 25 pounds, let's say. And then it's February 15th and you're either the same or maybe you've gained three pounds and you're like, I'm behind now I'm behind 28 pounds. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like you're constantly like chasing the goal that you made, perhaps with good intention, thinking I can fulfill that. But then you just end up feeling stressed and behind. Yes, which
1: is such a nasty combination. Yeah. You set yourself up almost for failure. Exactly, which... And you've done it to yourself. <laughs> we purposely <laughs> went that way. Yeah. Which I, that's, a, you know, that performance um, culture that we live in you're always striving for the next biggest thing. You're always trying to make yourself better. You're always trying to be a better mom, human, friend, spouse, whatever you are. And I I think at some point we lose the thread that we're just awesome being who we already are. We don't have to be better. We don't have to read more books. We don't have to have all that. Yeah. in our, our repertoire daily weekly and the the journaling like the the uh, gotta get this done and and check these lists i'm a i'm a list checker i have to admit that but when your list is so big and even the reading challenge if it's so big and it yeah. feels overwhelming i i back away slowly because i feel like that's a, a recipe for disaster that one
0: Well, and I think that people have to give themselves space for grace, right? Like the kindness that you would show a friend, a colleague, a family member, we so often do not turn inward and we're immediately like, well, you're behind, you're failing. You have seven things on this list. Yesterday, you had seven things on this list. Like why, 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 why? And you're constantly feeling like you're behind. And the new year, I think, is a lot of like the change of year is a lot of time where people, you know, look at those grander list things like, oh, I want to get married this year, I want to lose weight this year, I want to buy a house, I want to have a baby, I want this is not me. I'm saying I as like a communal. I just for our listeners. But all of I, these all years, I want a new job, I want a new, like, you know, whatever. I want a dog, I want, you know. I want to move, whatever it is, right? And then you get into it and you're like, well, now there's seven things that I need on that list to get to that place. But yeah. there were those things yesterday and the day before and the day before. And you're not able to necessarily chip it off and you feel behind constantly. And it's why? We wouldn't look at someone else and be like, you're behind. <laughs> like- Excuse me, Yeah, I just noticed you haven't been reading as much lately,
1: so I want yeah. to help. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, and that goes back to also metrics for success. We have a certain metric that we've set up for ourselves, whatever that is, whatever yeah. the goalpost situation is, and we are all maybe a little bit different, but we don't ever remember that there's other ways to have success, right? <laughs> like it's just one linear way and no others will do. And I think, yeah, if it says seven on your list and a seven again tomorrow, um, a fun example of a list that has been fulfilling itself for me. I think I might've been 20, 20 something. And I made a list of a hundred things that I want in my life. It was some exercise, I think from some book or uh, that was pre podcast times, but, um, (laughs) it was definitely a a self-help tool. And they said, just sit down, write a hundred things that you would like to have and no timeline. Um, you know, uh, I'd like to retire. And when you're 20, that seems like a really far <laughs> way. Yeah. Away. But it, it was something that I wanted to do without stress and yeah. without financial burdens, et cetera, et cetera. So I wrote this list of 100 things and then it kind of just got shuffled around from drawer to drawer, from bookshelf to bookshelf, house to house. Um, you know, as it goes. And, and every so often I would unearth this list and I would look through and I would see the items on there that I had actually achieved, not even trying, they just yeah. happened. And so it's been very fulfilling to go and open it up and go, okay. Um, one of them was have uh, pearl earrings. I guess in my twenties, that was something I thought <laughs> I should have well done now I'm in mid forties and oh well that's done and you know have a master bedroom big enough for a chair well I don't know why that was important to me but it was boom done so really silly things but back then
0: that that seemed to be important when you're visualizing a type of life for yourself you think to yourself that type of life I will be the type of person that wears those pearl earrings that has (laughs) the chair in the bedroom for reading or for sitting or whatever. Yeah, it's Absolutely. a certain type of life that you were in visualized or in what's that word I'm looking for Shannon yeah, visualizing. visualizing yeah um, <laughs> but my my point on that one
1: is that the list checked itself off on its own without even me really trying and I think the same thing for your books to be read pile beside your bed or you know your your things the goals that you would like to have for the year or whatever. If you just chill out, chances are good that if you set that intention or resolution to accomplish those things without even super trying hard, they'll probably happen. And I think we get tricked into, we have to try so hard.
0: Yeah. I don't think that's true. I agree. And the more pressure, like just as my own self, more pressure that I put on myself with a timeline, the more I procrastinate. I did it during school. I do yeah. it in life like where you're like, well, I have to get this done, let's say three weeks from now. On the 27th of January, this thing has to be done. I will be doing it on the 25th of January is when I will yeah. be doing it. <laughs> like,
1: I don't know with, why we do that to ourselves. No, it's, it's so
0: silly. It's so silly. And we do it with all kinds of things. So the idea of just like, okay, I'm going to, like, that list is a great idea. So whether you want to do 10 things, 100 things, I would recommend to our listeners, write out a list. What is, what are things that you would like to have come to you? Small things, big things. Like I want the weather to be minus one next Monday. I have no control over that, but let's put that intention into the world. But like all those little things, once they're in your mind, even in the subconscious, you will work towards those things. Your journey will take you where you, like not always, but your journey will take you where you need to be. Like you randomly like when you bought those pearl earrings, did you think, well, that was on my list? Perfect. No, you thought about it later when you were looking at the list. You were like, I have those pearl earrings. Good mm-hmm. for me. Pass yeah. Shannon, look at You have those earrings. Like-
1: yeah. And and I think the same thing for your negative one degree temperature. You put on there next Monday. That's unreasonable. And that adds <laughs> extra pressure. But come March, there will yeah. be a day where it's minus one. And you can go to your list and go, "Ha! I got a minus we one. We made it. Yeah. And I think that's what we have to do is let go of the when, Mm. like when it's coming or even how it's coming and just let it be, just say, please, I want this to come and it will come in its time. And then you don't have to worry about it. Like you, your reading challenge, you know, you set a goal that, you know, is easily attainable for you. but that doesn't necessarily mean that you might have gosh forbid four more challenges coming your way that you know allows you not to read as much as you thought but you still set your goal and I think if you can attain it or not necessarily it's it's immaterial it it's more of this is what I want and so you'll get it because
0: you've just put it out there that that's what you want. So you subscribe more to the journey as the prize, not the destination.
1: I think the, the, the destination comes with the journey. If you just start out journeying, you'll
0: still get to a destination. (laughs) No matter what. But should you then intend the type of journey versus where you think you'll end up? If you have a destination in mind, Will you forever be chasing the destination or should you just be like you? I want the intention of connection and whatever journey that takes, whatever that looks like, I'm open to it versus, you know, this year I want blank and that's the destination that I'm going for. Anything that falls short of that destination, failure, absolute failure. So is the journey of the connection sort of more important to you than the final product whatever that connection brings it's
1: interesting but I I think that's a chicken and egg scenario (laughs) that you can't ever figure out because I think they're so intertwined they're one to the other no matter what you can't separate that out you're getting both in the same deal
0: well that works you're getting both in the same deal (laughs) Yeah. Just don't put a timeline is what you're saying.
1: Well, I think that's where the disappointment comes in. That's where the stress happens. Yeah. With, you know, if Or the procrastination. A, a yeah. little <laughs> note saying, oh, you're behind. Well, no, if you have no <laughs> timeline, then you're never behind. <laughs> There's no stress. I, that's my own personal
0: little world. You have an insight into how I run my world. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so when I originally sent Shannon an email and I said, you know, what should we do? Should we talk about, you know, upcoming reads? Should we talk about reading challenges? Should we talk about resolutions? Because yeah, you think about all of those things in that first you know few weeks of a new year. And Shannon said, well, no, like I, I don't subscribe to new year, new me. I want upgrades. I, I like how I am, like, and I would agree, like I like how I am. But how can you be a better friend, a better coworker, a better family person, a better person in your community? Like how can you upgrade how you already are? Mm-hmm. Just, like improving yourself, but not saying, I need to scrap it, start fresh, and be a new, right? So yeah, when Shad and I were talking about it, we're like new year, new us, question mark, the answer, dear <laughs> listeners, is no. No, not new, not new <laughs> us, upgraded us. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet. Because I do like
1: yes. think being going into it from that negative or from that fear-based space, where I'm not good enough, I'm not doing good enough, I need more in terms of success or friends or money or whatever you're looking for, that's a lack mentality, and I I don't think that's the best way to set up. The springboard for going forward I, I really feel like if you're always coming from that negative or frame it like that because yeah. truly chances are you're not in a negative it's just your frame of reference that's choosing to put you there um i think yeah you coming from the negative isn't okay i i think it sets you up for failure or a false sense of success so start off neutral Like I'm good, I'm all I'm all good, but where can I go that might make it a little bit better? And I think you'll have more satisfaction from setting an intention or a resolution like that at the end of the day because you're not trying to to come from behind.
0: Yeah, you're not acting like you've already lost the race. You're two laps behind and you can never sort of catch up. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. Agreed. So Shannon, Mm -hmm. what has helped you with that journey thus far? What has inspired um, some of your thought processes around, around making these intentions?
1: Oh, that's a, that's a good question, (laughs) man. Um, I think, I think that just the the ever evolving journey, like I think I was on this podcast at the beginning of January last time, and we were talking about my journey and the goals that i had going forward and i would like to report that i checked all of the boxes <laughs> i did all of the things in 2021 that i said i would do and they were fairly significant things of which i am very proud to have been able to accomplish and i and i don't think i have been able to accomplish is the right maybe message Because by just putting a few of those things in motion, things just started falling into place. And I guess that's maybe where I feel like I've missed the message in my life saying, I think I have to push for all these things. I have to work hard to attain the goal. But in this case, I have to honestly say 2021, when I started out in January and I was you know, subscribing to a specific diet. And I had a specific plan on where I was going to end up. It didn't look like that at all throughout 2021. It went all over the map and it had highs and lows and it had weird sideways back alley. (laughs) (laughs) And I would never have expected any of that stuff. But at the end of December, when I was doing my mental sort of wrap up, it was like oh but you did it you got there you got exactly not exactly where you wanted to go i don't know but i got to a place that was better than what i started in in january and i thought hey that's kind of cool i didn't have to follow this plan you know, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, this is exactly what I'm going to do. Because I'm not, I'm not good with routines like that. I will buck that system. And I was like, you can't tell me what to do, even though (laughs) I was the one that told me to do that. (laughs) I still cannot. So I think, yeah, if, if maybe, and it's more, that goes back to that journey versus destination. I, I think that setting out with those intentions, with those sort of, not plans. I I am reluctant to say plans, but those ideas about where you want to go, I think they will work to fulfill themselves and you don't have to do so much heavy lifting. That's what I think.
0: I like that because it's very uplifting. And like when you're starting a new year or reevaluating, I think a lot of times you can get bogged down into what didn't go right in the before or what you miss or whatever. So if you're open and uh, I don't know, it just seems more hopeful than some of the other things that you hear. So it, it feels like you can do it, like whatever the thing is, right? Like, or <laughs> whatever the intention is, you can create that for yourself, the intention, the resolution, and then just let it be for a minute. You don't have to be chasing it constantly and feeling like you know it's a pebble down the hill and you're chasing it and it just won't slow down type of thing, which I think we get on a lot. And I think you're right. I think the uh, the podcast, the pandemic, AKA pandemic, has allowed a lot of people to have those moments where they can say no and not have that same amount of guilt that they would have had previously so that you can just, yeah. May I say even relief
1: yes not just the absence of guilt but also relief that there wasn't one more thing they had to go to I myself have felt that and it yeah. was sort of like oh my gosh I don't even have to worry about that I don't even have to plan for that I don't even have to come up with an excuse about that <laughs> nothing because it just it's automatically there and oh that's been lovely yeah. yeah
0: it's a silver lining in a not great time right like It's a stressful Mm -hmm. time for a lot of people and it's sort of communal trauma. I've read a lot of different articles talking about how sort of the world is going through this communal trauma and what it means for connections, for example, and and for other things. And people have a lot of stressors because of the pandemic, health stressors, uh, financial stressors, all that kind of stuff. So to have find a silver lining, whatever that may be for our listeners in their own lives, like I hope that they have done I I, like for you and I it's not having to do the extra plans or being allowed to hermit or whatever and do it guilt-free and feel that relief but I hope that our listeners also and it's exhausting to be nearly two years into this that we all thought was going to be done a while ago so again it's giving yourself grace to yeah to find the silver linings and to enjoy the silver linings regardless right like it's okay. Basically, it's okay.
1: I think so. Yes. Yeah. And I and I think that's true for for any journey, if you're in the pandemic, or if you're doing other things, like, you know, in the next couple of years, hopefully, this will be behind us. (laughs) But you'll still be making intentions or setting resolutions likely. And Yeah. yeah, it has to be done kindly to yourself. Yeah, you can't you can't just keep flogging the
0: horse and expect
1: amazing performance time after time. It doesn't
0: work. <laughs> no, it does not work, and it's exhausting. So yes, we are giving all of our listeners just the space to create intention. You can talk to us about them if you want. Yeah, uh, we'd be, be awesome. we'd love to hear them. You can find us on Twitter. You can email us whatever you would like to do, but definitely just like find that space create your intention and just let it be just chill out don't put pressure on yourself be as kind to yourself as you would be to a friend and if you cannot be kind to yourself let us be kind to you tell us your intention (laughs) and we will be kind to you we will we will help you celebrate your little milestones that you have along your way we we would love to hear about your different journeys that you're on whether Mm. for this year or just that you're on you know, just generally. So share with us, share your, share your intentions or resolutions, however you want to phrase it. I don't really have, I don't really have an intention or a resolution this year. I have some like little goals that I have, um, based on stuff, but I don't have any sort of grand things. And I think that that's mostly because I don't know, I'm trying to get back to just like feeling baseline more Mm -hmm. than like constantly just like looking for a thing like last year had a lot of different upheavals that had nothing to do with the pandemic um so it's like this year already I will toot my own horn I've already read two books January 4th read two books it felt good to read them it felt like old timey reading them I'd sort of taken a break Uh, like an intentional reading break I sort of took um, where I was just like okay you're fine you don't need to read because I was putting all this pressure on myself and I know it's not necessarily the same but I was putting a ton of pressure on myself last year like why why is it enjoyable to you like why aren't you finding the same comfort that you have found all of these years in reading like what is wrong with you basically right oh no so and it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because reading is not my worth, <laughs> like, and it's like whatever. And yeah. so, I met my goal because I obviously had to because I was that person. Um, <laughs> and then I thought, you know what? If I find one that's interesting to me and it's easy to get through, read it. But don't read just to read, just because mm. you think you have to, because it gave you something before, right? So I took an intentional break. I did some things in my house. um, And I just, whatever. I was whatever about it. And then over the weekend, so we are recording this on January 4th. I'm not sure when our listeners might hear it. Um, But I was reorganizing my to-be-read carts that I have. Yes, I'm one of those people. And I thought, I'm going to unhaul, as the kids say some of these books that I know that I won't get to that I thought were some was something that I was interested in but for whatever reason when I pick it up now it's not for me the time has passed why am I holding on to it yes it's a new book yes I didn't read it yes it's going away from my house I feel a little bit bad about sort of the waste of it but someone else will love it someone else will read it it will all be fine I had to convince myself of that over the weekend (laughs) But reorganizing, I thought, well, then I came across one and I was like, oh, I'll read that. I'll, I'll, I'll tuck into it and I'll see. And then I read that entire evening and it was all just good. And then I picked up another one the next day and I was like, I'll just, I'll read a few pages. See if it grabs me, read a few pages. And I was like, yes, it does. And it, like the pressure was off because it was just like, I'll read a few pages. I don't have to read this. I'll read a few pages. We'll see how it goes.
1: So I don't, I don't know about you or other listeners that might be listening to this um, about their situation with the two B red list and then the holds coming in. But I find that um, the stuff that I see that comes across the desk and I look at the back and I, you know, enjoy that. And maybe I should read that. I put it on hold and then it comes in and then I have to make a critical decision about what, what is what I'm actually going to read and I, does everyone else also struggle with that because I feel do I bite off more than I can chew because I think I should read that or then I feel bad because I don't have enough time to read all the books that I have and so
0: is that just like a, a thing that I do or do other people struggle with I think it's too? a thing I think it's a thing that readers do I think we are constantly all biting off more than we can chew. I think I have gotten better. Yes, because because we're working at the library. You have a ton of conversations with people. You see all the new stuff come in. see it going out on hold. You see it be popular. Maybe it's something that wasn't on your radar before, but then it's popular. And you're like, well, why isn't it on my radar? And then you look at it a little closer and you're like, oh, I'm going to put this on hold. And then it comes to you maybe, you know, five, six weeks later, you are now a different person. Well, (laughs) yes. Yeah. And then you're like time. do I have space, mental capacity, whatever to be the person I was 6 weeks ago when I put this on hold. You but, know what I, like and sometimes you know how exhausting that sounds? Oh, it is oh, exhausting. Gosh. Hello, welcome to my life of reading. This is my whole life. I yeah. it's it's so bad. So yeah, I've gotten much better at I'm always very excited. I'm like, oh, I need to read it. I need to have it. I need to look at it. I need to whatever I want. I'm wanting to do. And then now I've gotten really good. I'd say in the last six months of being, if I take that home, am I simply just transporting it so that it has a bit of a journey in the world or do I actually think that I will get to it? Like, am I schlepping it for no reason? Am I schlepping it for no reason? That's what I try to ask myself.
1: I think that's an excellent way to try to be critical about it's kind of like clutter in your house yeah do I actually need this do I actually want this will this bring me joy and I think it goes back to the the thing that you said earlier about um, reading just for the pleasure of reading not because you have to not because your stack has piled up not because you had a goal and you're you're just trying to accomplish something reading just for the pure enjoyment of reading yeah, and maybe maybe that's what it all distills down to. You know, right? This whole the podcast and everything we do here at the library. I know libraries are very much for a lot of things, not only reading. But yeah, I was thinking about that the other day too. Is that we're only getting in that back to basics mode, you know, with our time and with our contacts and and our jobs and and re, realigning with what's important to us. And I think the same thing with books and and what that ser- serves for us in our life. I I do think that yeah, we we just need to to touch base again with why we read in the first place. Yes. What we started what we liked.
0: You know? and Mm -hmm. just like thinking about that a little bit too in terms of like social media context I mean I follow a lot of like bookstagram accounts on Instagram that are you know gorgeous accounts and they have such aesthetic about reading or like I'm on TikTok and and there's just like they're constantly recommending you books and they're like this was so good I gave it five stars like whatever so you're like constantly inundated with all this stuff and it seems like people are reading more than me and Last year, I had a real, like a real, like competitive drive. Like, how dare you read more than me? Like, what? Like, it was. I'm the reader here. Yes, it was insanely. <laughs> it was an insanely like crazy, unhealthy mindset to be like, "Well, I didn't get to that book yet, so like, is it as popular as yours? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, it's ridiculous. I, you-
1: that might be a good intention to uh, put out there in the world for January for yourself is, yeah, is, yeah what establishing yourself as a reader and what kind, what yes. exactly is real for you, you know, is one yes. book a week, maybe one book a month is real and being okay with that. Not Or one to book be... a year, one book every six months. Sure. Yeah, yeah whatever it is. But I think the, the reality for you, you need to sort of t- check in with maybe. Yeah. And not you specifically. Anyone no, like maybe yeah. we are overachieving, overreading ourselves, and maybe it gets to be less fun.
0: I think so. And it's if you define yourself as a certain way, no matter what it is in your life. If you if you're mm-hmm. like I'm the person that blanks, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. And for a long time, for years now, I've been the person who reads a ridiculous amount of books like ridiculous. And that was a big part of who I was, what I did, what I enjoyed, how I, yeah, my identity, how I found comfort, how I did whatever. And like, it was abruptly taken away from me for a few months last year and finding my way back to Reading for pleasure and not reading for guilt and not reading because I felt like it was an assignment that I was behind on yeah. has been really difficult. So, yeah, in the last, I know it's only January 4th. So, but let's <laughs> celebrate, let's celebrate the small wins. But in the last few days, it's been like, okay, okay, like I enjoy it. When I pick up a book, I can enjoy this. I don't have to, I'm not reading on assignment, I don't have a deadline. For this book i don't have to get through it today or tomorrow or by the at week's end whatever and taking mm. that pressure off of myself and being like oh no you know what i have other things in my t-. like not that i had other didn't have other things before but
1: you reading was such a huge
0: permission. yeah reading was such a huge part of my everyday like being that if i went a day without reading before it was like well like is everything okay? Like, what am I doing? Like, what did I do that? I didn't have time for reading, but now it's like, okay, it's fine. Did I have a day without reading? Did I have a week without reading? Did I have three months without reading last year? Like, well, yeah. it's okay. Like it wasn't okay the three months, but that was not, that was yeah, not intentional. That's yeah. Right. But in the last month, I really thought to myself, you need to take this pressure off. And you can be something besides just the reader. It can be a smaller piece of your identity pie and it will be fine. And it (laughs) will be fine. fine. It will be fine. But it's It's... really hard when you're redefining yourself in those terms because you're looking like, and I know that this is like a microcosm. I know that like reading is not a huge deal for people necessarily, or in the same way that some people identify sort of quote unquote as a reader. But like looking back to like my Goodreads goals from like 2013, I've been making them. Like some of my years are outrageous. And that was my whole personality. Like you did not see me without a book. I did not exist without a book. Like it just wasn't a thing. So to suddenly not be that thing was mm-hmm. very jarring. And it happens yes. to a lot of people. Like um, like in a house journey, you and I have both been open about different health journeys that we've had over the last few years. You define yourself as one thing. You think that that thing is your thing. You are that thing. Everything is fine. Nothing's upsetting that place. And then something upsets that place. And it puts you into this upheaval of how long has it been going on? Has this been me this whole time? What will I be going forward? Like all of those things. So I think I just like super focused on the reading last year because it was so tied to some of the health struggles that I was having that like I had to get back to it or I wasn't you know quote-unquote better yeah and it's it's redefining what better is or what good is or Mm -hmm. or your normal I guess
1: I think though a lot of people don't understand that that's going to change I think we're kind of locked into okay you have a career you're going to have that until you retire they're going to give you the nice gold watch and then bye bye that's your life we all know that that's not true anymore that you're going (laughs) to probably have many many jobs and with different people yeah I think the same is for ourselves and what we identify as you know you you get in your identity pie Yeah, Yeah, you get a certain structure and you're like, this is the way I am. And this is who I am. And this is my opinions about things. And I don't think that there's enough out there that lets us realize that we can have a different identity anytime we want. And we can have different amounts of reading anytime we want. We can be married, not married anytime we want. Right? Like, so I think some people think you get stuck into one mode and you just have to stay there because that's your identity. But I wholeheartedly disagree. And I think we just have to find ways to be normal about that, that things change, things shift. And I think even things such as trivial as what you read change and shift, right? Yeah. I mean, we were talking about some heavy stuff, but we can even just bring it down to its base level of what do you enjoy? Yeah. How do you want to be? I don't know. I That sort of was spiking my interest when I was looking at this reading challenge that you and I were talking about. And um, on the list, there are a bunch of different ideas of what to read every week. Because when you say, I'm going to read a book a week, and you have a hold to be read list, and there's holds, and there's all the other things, I feel like, oh my gosh, what, what should I read then? There's more <laughs> pressure about yeah. what to read, which I don't like. But this particular reading challenge
0: that uh, you found. um, Which we found on booklistqueen.com. It's the reading challenge for 2022. Just shout out to them. (laughs) Yes.
1: And they would love to have you share on social
0: media too if you are doing this. So Booklist
1: Queen suggests things very interestingly enough. And they range from like very vague and personal, which I liked. Like one was a bird on the cover. Or at the bottom of your to-be-read list. I enjoyed that because it's going to be so different for everyone. And it yes. just puts some purpose. But then it swings wildly to the very specific things. Like a Reese Witherspoon book club pick, which I personally have never read. Same. <laughs> and, or a book becoming a movie in 2022. Also don't read those because I don't enjoy movies. So I feel like this list specifically would be very challenging for me in a good way because it would, it would really push me into different directions and who knows, maybe I really like this Reese Witherspoon book club. I don't know. I should try. (laughs)
0: Well, and like this, we will also plug our read outside your comfort zone, which you can take part on, um, in our, on our Facebook page, excuse me. And if you read a book that sort of fits the challenge, which again, can be extremely vague or very narrow, um, because we are challenging people to read outside their comfort zone. If you put your title in monthly, you are entered for our draw prize. So you can check out our Facebook uh, page or our website for more details on that. Um, But it's a very similar idea. So this reading challenge from Bookless Queen is 52 books, again, sort of intimating that you could read 52 books a year, but if you want to just, you know, pick and choose as you go, um, there's a huge, and I think a lot of them are subjective as well. Like it's like read a book with a catchy title, a catchy title to you, a catchy title to me. is not necessarily a catchy title, title to another reader. So this is both a very broad reading challenge, but it can also be a very personal reading challenge Mm -hmm. um, that sort of lets you look out into the world in other ways. I like that there's a read a book about a Muslim protagonist. I have like, I'm sure if you're listeners of the podcast for the last year and a half, I've loved uh, Muslim protagonist books. Um, one of my favorite books from last year, Hannah Khan carries on um, written by Canadian Uzma Jalaluddin. Like just, I love her. I love, I love that author so much. And like you know great you great fiction otherwise yeah and like you don't always think about it right because you you read such sometimes you read your such in your narrow perspective that it's hard for you to look out and elsewhere um but yeah I love these purchased from a bookstore basically all of my books I'm sorry library <laughs> <laughs> but like buy a British author reread a favorite and I know you're not a rereader so I would be interested in you sort of rereading something that you, that stands out in your mind. And like, how does it, how does it, you know, check out? Like, is it still the same? You, did you get that same feeling that you did the first time? Is mm-hmm. it better? Is it worse? Like for a re, for a non rereader like yourself, that's something that I would be interested in. I am a huge rereader. So like, <laughs> that's not super challenging for me, but like, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. So like a book that I've never read, like a cozy mystery never read A Cozy Mystery before, but they're very popular. So yeah. Sorry. Also, and I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people own, out there but read. haven't read.
1: I know. I thought that so, was a really good one because it's excellent, honestly, but I also have way too
0: many to choose from. So ah! <laughs>
1: That kind of flagged me, though. It's like, why, why do we have books that we own that we haven't read?
0: Why, why is that? If a thing? this was a visual medium, Shannon, for our podcast listeners, like Shannon and I can see ourselves, are uh, our, our, each other, obviously. <laughs> Shannon sees my bookshelves, my personal bookshelves in the back. If I turned my computer, Shannon, these carts oh. of, of non-read books. I have some non-read books. Yeah. And I, you know, sometimes the
1: gift will come, but I already have a whole whole pile situation and I'm already deep into two other books or whatever it is. And yeah, it gets put to the side, but I didn't personally go out and, and buy it and bring it and add it to my whole crazy circus already so yeah i i don't know i guess that maybe that's a whole other podcast i'm on a book buying
0: hiatus which we will have to revisit in february i'm that's not funny. sure who's gonna be podcasting in february stay tuned because yeah i'm on a book buying hiatus and we need to talk about how we get our books but anyway, yeah, that's okay we'll get yep. there when we get there we'll get that's there when great. we get there but yes we uh, do encourage people to set intentions goals big or small for yep. yourself to give yourself kindness, whether it's like a reading goal that you missed or like you just, mm-hmm. you want to read one from that list of 52 or you want to join mm-hmm. once, read outside your comfort zone this year and enter for the draw prize, whatever it is. Just know that you can, it's allowed. Mm-hmm. Give yourself grace. Be kind. Yes. All of those good things.
1: I agree. I agree. I- and
0: let's see where it takes you.
1: Because I think that if you look back, in a few months, uh, you'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised at what's come your way without even really trying.
0: Yes, I agree. And if you need book recommendations mm. to go ahead with some of those um, suggestions, or maybe you found a list on your own. I found a Harlequin list the other day, so oh,
1: obviously
0: okay. we're, all, we're all in on that. But um, we do have something as well at the library called May We Suggest? So you can go on our website and you can sign up for May We Suggest. We ask you a few questions about your reading habits. If you don't, if you're just starting fresh and new, that's totally fine as well. We will curate a personal list for you, send it to you, um, and then we can rework and retool as you like things or don't like things, um, just so you can constantly be getting recommendations that we feel would suit you. But again, give yourself space to evolve we give you space to evolve, you can evolve. If we send you it's, a list, you're you read a couple and you're like, no, then you know what you like, and know, what you don't get back to us. We'll, we'll retool that and send you another one. It's like a personal shopper. Exactly. Almost, right? Yeah.
1: But it's your personal custom librarian. And I think it's a brilliant tool. And I often recommend it to lots of families that come in and they're not really sure what they're little person would like to read so if you are a parent of little people that tool is available too if you know they yes, like at all st-
0: age groups so children yeah. teens adults it's absolutely available different formats if you're an audiobook listener if you prefer ebooks if you prefer print books we can absolutely curate the list to your needs where you are with your reading or where you want to be with your reading so it's just something to uh, keep in mind you just have to visit our website rdpl.org and it's under services and you're looking for may we suggest so yeah and it's not a bot it's a live
1: person that's yeah it's a a live person
0: that reads those forms (laughs) And curates that list Mm -hmm. personally for you and would love to chat with you and, you know, get a little bit more personal if you need to. So yeah, please use the form. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. I agree. So before we go today and live in our 2022 world, Shannon, what are we reading, watching and listening to? Okay.
1: Well, in the thread of setting intentions and, um, you know, creating a, a tweaked, 2022. Um, I have reading, uh, Glennon Doyle, uh, untamed. I just started that one. And, um, the first, the very first chapter made me cry. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't You're know in for about. it. <laughs> Yeah, So there's that. Uh, It came out in 2020. So it's not new, but it's one of her newest. She's got others as well. And I I think she's gone along on a little personal journey. So this, this last one is very um, different, I think, than the others. So just for people that maybe have already read some and thought maybe it's not for you try this one. This might be interesting. Um, The other thing, uh, listening, I'm listening to um, some Mel Robbins podcasts. So Mel Robbins is, I think, an inspirational speaker, motivational speaker person. She's got lots of uh, YouTube videos and things. She's got two books, uh, one, well, several books, actually, but the two that I've highlighted here, The Five Second Rule, And she's got a high five habit and they're just little tricks, tools to help you sort of reset that anxiety for people that have lots of anxiety. The five second rule is something that she is um, getting everybody excited about. So uh, if you're laying in bed in the morning, your alarm went off and you really don't want to get out of bed, let's say. And she uses this personally to get out of bed every single day. Um, You count down quickly, five, four, three, two, one, and then you just do it you sort of trick yourself into like doing it. So if it's something that you don't want to do, or you have lots of anxiety around five, four, three, two, one, do it. And it's a mind trick. So you'd have to read more of the book to figure that one out. The same as the high five habit. And she has a lovely little YouTube um, intro. It's a 30 second video about the high five habit and how you high five yourself in the mirror. And something about what that does, that high five in the mirror, your brain recepts that and, and mucks it around and then things happen. So um, I don't know, I'm on day one of the high five habit as of this morning. So uh, we can talk more about that later. So that's what I've been listening to. And watching. Um, I'm, again, not a watcher. So I, I, I don't have I don't have watcher. Sorry. No, <laughs> no sports or anything. I watch hockey, but
0: that's that's well and i am a fan i don't know of anything the about the season so like I, it could be super into the hockey i don't know I, the season could be over i have no idea <laughs> no the season is is going there's lots of covid
1: upheavals and i watch the oilers and that is very depressing right <laughs> we talk about it.
0: apologies yeah. and thoughts with you <laughs> so on a better note what are yeah. you, what are you um, yeah. so i'm reading a book that i was lucky enough to get from net Galley. it's not out until january 18th and Ooh. it's a romantic comedy like a prop like a proper romantic comedy called how to love your neighbor by sophie sullivan and it's about um a, a woman a young woman in her 20s and she works a lot of like little jobs trying to figure out well she wants to finish school She's uh, inherited a house that she's sort of fixing up, you know, little as they come, etc. And she has a cute neighbor who is grumpy, a grumpy neighbor, and mm. it's been delightful. I'm about a quarter of the way through. It's it's quite cute, um, so I've been enjoying that and watching. I rewatched Chernobyl on Christmas, as oh. I. <laughs> That's so odd. Yeah, so it's the fourth time I've seen it all the way through. And I just find it to be, like, brilliant miniseries making. Like, the choices that are made. um, So Chernobyl, for those who don't know, is an HBO miniseries from a couple of years ago. Um, You can get it on Crave or the library has it. And it's about what happened in Chernobyl in April 1986 so it it decided very specifically to use english actors um like like england english actors um instead of either actors you know putting on a russian accent or having subtitles um for actors who were russian um because they wanted it to just be the story it didn't want to be you know like a sort of indictment on anything it's like what happened and like how it's explained at the end in the tribunal of like what happened in the reactor and the actor who plays the sort of main character ish that we follow. We follow a few different veins, but he just explains like nuclear power so excellently with these like excellent visuals that you actually feel like you understood what happened. You're and you're a it,
1: scientist now. Yeah.
0: Basically, I'm an expert. So, I mean, I've seen it four times. Basically, an course, expert. Then. It is just so brilliantly acted. The cinematography is amazing. I have no idea how they pulled off all of the visuals that they do. It's just—it's so engrossing. It feels like a documentary, even though you hear these British, you know, actors saying "comrade," and for a second, you're like, "What?" Um, but it's just. <laughs> it's so well done and it's like it's really upsetting to watch because of the disaster and like you know the first couple of times that I saw it like really upsetting now I skip through like the worst parts oh. where, because like there's Save yourself. yeah it's, it's like I know that this part is going to be very bad I'm not going to watch it um but it's it was it's just excellent and I can't recommend it highly enough and wow. it's five episodes so five hour long episodes And then, I don't know, Shannon, if you've seen this on social media, many people have been talking about the movie Don't Look Up on Netflix. Have you heard? Have you heard? I I could have watched that. So I could have put that down as my watch. I did that with my family. Yeah. So I watched it on, I think, Boxing Day. um, And it was basically the most depressing thing. And I had just watched Chernobyl the other day. Um, I found Don't Look Up to be incredibly depressing. Because it seemed just sad that that's how the world might react or things might happen, et cetera. I'm not sure. But I also cried at the end when they're sitting around the table. Shannon, you probably know the scene that I'm talking about. Yes, I, um, I think, like, I like that filmmaker, Adam McKay. He's the director of The Big Short, which is, I think, one of the best yeah. movies made in the last 10 years. Um, I rewatched The Big Short after don't look up it's better um but don't look up has its parts i just think it needed to be edited down a bit i think it was too Mm. long or it needs to be a mini series i'm not sure but that would have been interesting it didn't it didn't hold me in the same way and some of the actors felt like they were doing different movies from the others in the room
1: (laughs) it's interesting and you know my take on that wouldn't be depressing at all um, and I guess maybe the depressing part is that I didn't find it shocking at all. It was like, oh,
0: yeah. Well, I, no, I didn't find it shocking either. And I think that's why I was depressed. <laughs> and at a certain point in the movie, it's spoiler alert. Skip ahead 15 seconds. If you don't want to hear what happens in the movie, I'm letting you know right now. Skip ahead 15 seconds. Um, when you know that it's all going bad. At a certain point, I was like, you all deserve it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I was just like, yep, I don't want any of you to get out of this because you've all done bad. So, yeah. I, I also think that the way
1: they um, cast the billionaire yeah. is so accurate. And that kind of stuff to me, those are, those, I was going to say, those are the people we all want to emulate. Like, I, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Was, aren't the like, I just I think about that and I was like, you are you have never voted most likely to succeed in your whole entire life. Why are you here? How how, how are you here? And I just thought that was really kind of funny because we and we know that in our world they capture so much attention and yeah. money and all the rest of it that you, you kind of look at that and go how? yeah how? How? <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It was an
0: interesting movie. I would recommend people watch it to get opinions for themselves. You know, everyone is super, super split on it. There were things that I liked. There were things I didn't like. There were things I thought worked. There were things I thought I didn't work. Um, I was expecting it to be big short level filmmaking mm-hmm. and it wasn't quite there for me. But um, the big short is basically, I think, impossible to emulate. It's just so good. And then talking about reading outside my comfort zone I'm Ooh. listening to an audio book at present from Amor Toles I think his last name T-O-W-L-E-S and it's a gentleman in Moscow Ooh. so it's about a count who has sort of run afoul of the powers that be in um, Russia so he gets sort of house arrest in a hotel and he he has to stay there and so it follows him through well it started in I think 1926 or 1927 um the part I'm in now it's 1953 and Stalin has just died and so um like it's spanning this whole his whole life basically um because he was a fairly young man when he got put in the hotel so it's interesting it's not exactly what I thought it would be because I didn't really read the synopsis of it I thought it was going to be more like spy drama I don't know (laughs) (laughs) but it's not spy drama um my friend described it as sort of like whimsical and I think the writing is a little bit that because there are so many different characters that he comes in contact with and it's it's sort of about that like him living in this hotel what does that mean um so it's been quite enjoyable I found out yesterday because of course I have to google every single thing I read about whatever and so I found out yesterday that Apple Plus is making it into a miniseries with Kenneth Branagh. So mm-hmm. that's a thing that's coming, my peeps. So look out. There's look you- out for it. Well, then you've just checked off the uh, book Becoming a Movie in 2022 then. Done. I don't know if it's going to happen in 2022. It was announced oh. right before the pandemic started. <laughs> so it might be on the back burner a little bit for people. But know. it might be this year. Who knows? who, who knows? knows oh that's so, yeah. exciting that's great and that's that brings us to the end of our intentions resolution new year new you question mark podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been lovely it's been lovely reconnecting and just taking that moment to just start yes this is the
0: official start so you can find shannon on twitter at shannon Leron, right shannon yep. yes Yep. And me at what cc's if you want to tell us your intentions or resolutions for the year, we'd love to hear it. Or you can email us at slarondel at rdpl.org or myself, cbrown at rdpl.org. And we could chat with you there. We want to be your that cheerleaders. We want to help yes. you in, you know, feeling good about your intentions or resolutions.
1: We and I need to
0: connect with you. That's yes. my deal. <laughs> exactly. Shannon wants to connect. to connect. Yeah. I mean, I will connect. <laughs> But it is not no, no. my intention. <laughs>
1: Give the connections to the person that wants the connections, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm collecting them. <laughs> Rank
0: them later. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. Um, <laughs> so That's it's been Claire. lovely. It's been lovely. Yeah. So we'll see you later, Shannon. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And Bye. happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs>
1: Perfect.